Hello everybody, Paul Jancarella here from Profits and Success, and I'm here to bring you another episode, which is a podcast, from Online Marketing for Life, and that's the number four. Okay folks, I'm back, and what I mean by that is I can be long-winded now. Hopefully you don't think I am. Uh, I do have a lot to provide for you folks. Uh, There is a lot of good value out there. It's just a matter of regurgitating it uh, to the right folks. And that will hopefully help all of you. On Thursdays, maybe Wednesdays, I receive a video email from... uh, Matthew Kelly and Alan Hunt and either one of them um, highlight the video of the coming Sunday gospel reflection and it's pretty good it kind of breaks things down uh, into you know I I don't want to say real life because you know religion is real life you know what I mean but It's not spiritual in a certain respect. There is a whole bunch of other uh, aspects that you can you can see from it, and and I feel as though affiliate marketing uh, can fit into a lot of these. You know, uh, he was saying, you know, God made us for greatness, but we must pursue it. You know, He made us for greatness and to become the best version of ourselves, if you will. But we can't just sit around idle. We need to go after it, whatever that may be. And that can be frustrating to people. You know, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And those are actually good questions for God. And you can find the answers uh, if you're not too scared to. And I I mean that sincerely. um, Because it can be scary when you uproot your profession or whatever have you or your family and you move somewhere else do something else it it can be um certainly very uh humble Uh, let's just put it that way and we can have more as individuals all of us no matter where we are in life we can have more because of Jesus and what he did for us this past Sunday, rising from the dead. Um, you know, that's a little bit spiritual for you. But that's, it's good sometimes to, to hear that uh, because it, it gives you hope. You know, and we must seek pure love and joy in our lives. And that's what he was, he gave an example of a guy that just wasn't doing that, was making a lot of money in the software industry, but just really ultimately was not happy. And he left it all to become a middle school teacher. And he absolutely loves it. Doesn't have a regret in his body. You know, that to me, folks... And he's working for a parochial Catholic school. So you know the pay is a fraction of what it was in the software world. But, you know, 
what's money all about? You know what I mean? We have to be, you know, happy. And money's not just the the sole end-all, be-all of happiness. I may hang it up and, and become a shepherd, but there's no shepherds really in the United States. And if there are, there there's none in Rhode Island, I don't think. <laughs> but very few far between, that's for sure. Um... We can find life, pure life, in his name, his being God. And it's true. If, if we spend some quiet time and either reflect, either pray, um, meditate, uh, and just zone out for a bit but you can find answers and I'm sure a lot of you have heard this before and it's interesting that it was in this video but your future isn't determined by your past you know we may have a, a shaky or a rocky past or a different past altogether where your passions are totally different than what you're doing now. Well, you know something? Your future isn't determined by your past or your present, for that matter. Your future is determined by you. And it's the honest to goodness truth. Don't allow something else to be an excuse of why you're not doing something. And I'm talking to myself specifically there. We can turn fear into courage, weakness into greatness, if we allow ourselves. And if you're still having a difficult time with that, then seek God. God certainly can provide. So, moving along here, uh, on our day four of five, How to Gain an Edge, from Darren Hardy. He says, you're not overworked, you're just confused. That could be the case. I know some of you are saying, well, I definitely am overworked, and there's no confusion about it. But uh, I think what, what he's getting at is starting your own business uh, you you feel overworked and you may you may very well be, but it's not focused in the right direction. And that was strategy number four, day four strategy four, learn how to hyper focus. That's the million dollar question. How do we hyper focus? And Basically, Darren says, you know, the slightest bit of being unfocused can cause a calamity of disaster. And an example to that, folks, is, you know, driving a car and, you know, for a split second, you just turn to your right and look down on the passenger floor or something and you can rear-end a vehicle, be swipe, swipe, side-swipe by a vehicle, 
get rear-ended, you know, uh, there, there can be a number of accidents that can occur just because your lack of inattention. So the the edge that the one percenters have, and and the one percenters are those on the top of the income chain, so to speak, those that are making millions and millions of dollars. Um, you know, the the edge that they have, the one percenters over everyone else is they operate at a higher level of focus than anyone else you know it's just it's just a a fact they're no different than anyone else but they operate different than everyone else you know and on the scale of one to ten you know, one being the worst, ten being the absolute best. You know, they, when it comes to focus, they're they're generally, you know, teetering at an eight, maybe a nine point five, consistently, on average. You know, and have relatively little fluctuation. There may be days where they get devastated with something, and they drop down to a six, but they pop right back up to the eight either that afternoon or the next day they're they're not down for long you know in in the 10 percenters you know they they drop they're around uh six maybe even a five you know where the one percenters don't fall below a, a seven so to speak you know, the 10%, and again, the 10% are, are big-time earners as well, folks. You know what I mean? These are, um, you know, high six figures, low sevens maybe. The 10 percenters has too much fluctuation when things get worse. The lower you go, you know, and they are going, you know, more, they're spiking more than the one percenters and the 80 percenters is essentially all of us you know i mean for the most part um you know there's there's a big disparity but for the most part there's a big disparity with the one percenters as well but for the 80 percenters you know they reach a seven maybe an eight as a climax you know, but but drop down because of lack of focus to a three, maybe a two, and, and can't recoup their mojo. You know, I mean, they kind of stay down there, dwindling, in a certain respect. Anyone, and and that includes Darren Hardy, can learn to be a one percenter. He was once uh, just a regular income earner. Uh, but he always had that tenacity, that drive, and that entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, but other folks can also learn to be that 1%. But they need to focus like a 1%er. You know, that's the, that's the biggest tale of it all, folks, is our focus needs to be that of uh, a one percenter.
you know, we can't just expect to do uh, a few 1% tasks and, and, and receive 1% income. You know, we need to really dig deep and act like the one percenters act. The consistency, the persistency, uh, the relentless activity day in and day out. That's what, what things are really all about. You know, and I, I hope you uh, recognize that because it it all makes sense on paper. It's when you try to implement it where it really doesn't work out. And that's the name of the game here is is doing things that are going to provide for us uh, consistently and will reoccur for us consistently. I took a um, walk with a dog last night, which I'm sure you are all surprised about. (laughs) I walk the dog four times a day for those of you that don't know it. And um, aside from Dugan getting very old and just kind of moseying along, um, the walks are very um, ho-hum. You know, there's really not much um, excitement, really. For Dugan, however, there is. A lot of sniffies. Got to sniff everything. You know, I mean, he loves it. But for me, it's really not that exciting. So, instead of grinning and bearing it, you know, I mean, I make sure I have my cell phone and I have my YouTube channel and my favorites and my personal development materials so I can listen. And, and there's times, as I've mentioned before, that I'll zone out, completely zone out, and have missed five, six minutes of a, of a, a take of a speech or a, um, you know, a, a speech, what, whatever, whatever have you. I don't, I don't know if I say dissertation, but the point that I'm making is you can miss stuff just like that. You can miss it in the snap of a finger. And in that same snap of the finger, we can miss messages and conversations from God that will help us. And again, I'm, I'm talking in the mirror here. Um, you know what I mean? I, I tend to sometimes drift my way through the day. And that's not a good way of going about things at all. You know, we need to be um, pretty in tune and pretty focused with, with what we're doing and, and the people and the lives that we're touching. And I, I feel strongly about the fact that I'm, I'm in here for a reason. I don't know if God's prepping me for something else. Who knows? But yesterday I was listening to personal development and it just really wasn't captivating me. But then I said to myself, why don't you try listening? And once I started listening, I started to feel a little bit more captivated. 
you know, I even wrote down a few quotes, you know, uh, that, that in and of itself tells me that I started listening more intently, but fault and responsibility do not go together. In other words, someone says, Hey, listen, that that's, that's your fault. You need to fix that. Or, Hey, listen, that's, that's your responsibility. You need to fix it. They don't, they don't go together like that. You know, a fault is more of a blame. You blame someone uh, in, in what they've done or what has happened or for whatever reason things have become a fault of someone else's. And in some cases, that's all we blame is ourselves. And that can be uh, a very depressive state that's all we do is blame or we can be responsible and and act in a responsible way you know responsibility means that you're going to take charge you're not going to blame the buck is going to stop with you whatever needs to be done you will do it that's that's key you know i mean that's critical right there is is to take responsibility not only for your actions but for your abilities so if you're not living up to where you should be you got to take responsibility and get yourself up to that point don't blame the lack of prospects or programs or or the um you know, software, whatever, whatever it is, take responsibility and, and, and be, be number one, be, follow yourself and take, take care of yourself. Don't follow your passion, follow what you're good at. You know, sometimes when we follow our passions, folks, for me, if I had a passion of wanting to sing, I would definitely starve because... I'm a lousy singer. For crying out loud, I'm a lousy speaker, let alone a lousy singer. But my, my point being is, if I had a passion to, to be a singer, you know, it, it would, wouldn't necessarily work out. But if I'm good at something else, if I'm good at making connections, if I'm good at, at bringing something out of someone, then, then I should be focused more on that as opposed to my passion. But I will say to you, most people with passions are good at that. You know, I mean, you're, you, what you're good at is generally your passion. Generally. Wasn't the case with our software guy who went to be a middle school teacher, but again, I think that's the exception to the rule. But keep, you know, keep an open mind to things. And finally, it's being unafraid that you are not yet great. And what do I mean by that? Well, just knowing the fact that you're not yet there is all you need to jump on board. Don't be scared. Don't be afraid. Get to that point of wanting to be great, and you will be great. And folks, that's all she wrote for today. I will check in with you hopefully tomorrow. In the meantime, be well, stay well, 
and we'll talk to you soon.